0: Are we on the verge of the next scientific revolution?
1: One of the most ambitious science projects in human history is in its full swing. Scientists in California recently announced a major breakthrough in nuclear fission power. In nuclear fission, atoms are split apart, which releases energy. This type of energy is 10 times better because not only does it have smaller land footprint, but it also produces minimal waste and protects air quality. Nuclear fission power is something generation of physicists have been trying to do, and they failed to do so.
0: Although, breakthroughs in fusion have been announced before. So, is this just another empty promise? Fusion power almost seems too good to be true.
1: Yeah, I mean, one kilogram of fusion fuel has the same potential power as 10 million kilograms of coal. And that same kilogram of fusion fuel could power 10,000 homes for a full year all without the same pollution or greenhouse gases that come along with fossil fuels.
0: Entire cities could be powered with zero carbon emissions. Imagine no diesel motors, no gasoline engines. Imagine rush hour traffic without exhaust fumes. Safer, cleaner and more efficient than fossil fuels are the nuclear reactors that we use today. It is literally clean, limitless power.
1: Fusion almost has this limitless potential because essentially it's like bottling up a star. If you look out of the window into the sky, that big bright glowing thing, that is a fusion reactor. Fusion is literally that part.
0: But there is still a huge question. Can we bring fusion power to light up our electricity grids, much like how it lights up the sky from the sun?
1: Fusion energy has been a dream since Albert Einstein was alive. The joke that critics often make is that fusion is something that's always going to be a mirage of the distance, that it's 10 years away and it always will be. But that doesn't stop scientists from giving up.
0: Scientists have been looking at the basics of fusion since 1920s. Can you think of any other scientific endeavor we've pursued for over 100 years?
1: Honestly, I cannot. In fact, after decades of attempts and failures, scientists may just be close to making fusion a reality. They're within striking distance of actually being able to generate more energy with fusion than we put in, which is a critical step towards making this viable for making electricity.
0: The implications of all the problems are pretty extraordinary, because fusion power could literally transform our world and fix our energy problems, all while putting us on a path to climate change. But is it actually possible, and how long can we keep trying? It's just a matter of when. I know fusion power has this world-changing potential, but I still don't understand it fully. So, Rushal, could you tell me how it works?
1: Yeah, so fusion is sort of taking tiny atoms like hydrogen, like which, which is the smallest chemical element, literally number one on the periodic table, and you're smashing those tiny atoms together. So hard that this sticks, and then it forms a new atom. In this case, it's helium.
0: I get that, but why does bombarding two atoms create so much energy?
1: Well, you've heard of Einstein's famous formula, E is equals to mc squared, right? So this is where it actually comes into effect because when you take these hydrogen atoms and bombard them together, the new atom that results, in this case helium, actually has slightly less mass than what you'd expect. The whole is actually less than some of its parts by a tiny amount, and that's because matter is being converted into pure energy. In E is equals to m c <laughs> squared, m is mass, the c is the speed of light which is already a big number. So if you square it, there's this huge multiplier effect you get when you convert mass directly into energy.
0: Oh, so we are just playing with Einstein's equation here.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Scientists at NIF are trying to harness that reaction in the laboratory and control it in a way that could give us a clean energy source.
0: How clean of an energy source are we talking about here?
1: Super clean. Probably one of the cleanest energy sources we've come up with. We're talking about no carbon dioxide, no particulates, no nitrogen oxides, no sulfur oxides. And there aren't radioactive nuclear waste you get with conventional nuclear reactors. So on almost every front, this is cleaner and better than anything else we've tried.
0: If scientists at NIF can make this project work, it is a solution for all of humankind. It is sustainable and it can help meet the needs of the entire globe.
1: NIF uses the world's most powerful laser system to try to trigger a fusion reaction. It is actually 192 separate lasers, each one alone one of the most energetic in the world.
0: How did these lasers exactly accomplish fusion? Like, what are they actually trying to make?
1: So, they start with this tiny field pellet, which is about the size of a peppercorn, and they start with these extremely powerful lasers. What they're trying to do is take that capsule which is about 2 millimeters in diameter and squeeze it down to half the diameter of a human hair, keeping it bound the entire time.
0: Use the analogy of squeezing a water balloon. If you're squeezing a water balloon in your hands, you don't want it to extrude through your fingers and hence have to confine it evenly and compress it at the same time. As you squeeze, the balloon does anything in its power to squeeze back out from the tiny little gaps. So you can imagine how difficult it is to do this compression symmetrically. You want to try to confine it in a small space, but all the forces of nature are working against that.
1: Yeah, and in the nucleus of an atom, the protons are positively charged. It's the same as when magnet poles repel, but at a subatomic level. You have to overcome these intrinsic forces.
0: These are also very tiny particles. Imagine trying to aim two billiard balls at each other, but these are submicroscopic. It is like playing a very delicate game of pool. So not only do you need to have enough kinetic energy, you also need to have atoms moving so fast past past each other that if they're aimed towards each other, they'll overcome the they'll overcome that resistance, collide, and stick.
1: Exactly. So the laser energy starts out at a fraction of the amount of energy that you might have inside a laser pointer. And they and then they amplify it up a billion or billion times. This laser beam is travelling almost a mile around the facility, as it bounces between mirrors and amplifiers, it gains more power until you have the most energetic laser in the world.
0: In order to start the fusion reaction and ignite it, you need a really powerful spark. It's like putting a match to a campfire. You put an initial amount of energy, but once that energy is there, the reaction generates its own energy and propagates itself. These lasers are supposed to provide this spark. But you need to provide it with a lot of energy in order for that to happen. This minimum amount of energy that this laser needs is called ignition. So they're shooting super lasers at hydrogen atoms and they're hoping that if they put enough energy into them, they can force them to fuse and hopefully ignite a process where more and more atoms will continue to fuse.
1: Right, and recently they reported that they came closer than they ever have and they say that now they're inches away from being able to get more energy out than they put in. And they think that this is now achievable, like they have a pathway towards energy positive fusion based on the most recent results they got.
0: This is extremely exciting. The fact that they're able to get the fuel burning at this level and get this much energy out of it means that they're extremely close to harnessing this power so it doesn't seem like a theoretical task that is impossible to do but rather a mountain that they can climb
1: yeah the scientists are closing in on breakeven which is this point where they can get as much power out of the fusion reaction as they actually used to trigger uh-huh. it in the first place
0: so rushal what's this last step that's holding us back from gaining its full potential
1: so basically there are so basically there are a lot of technical and scientific challenges that they need to overcome the engineering challenges, designing the machines, the devices, and a lot more. If scientists continue pursuing this, they could find new things that they didn't know. In fact, they developed this whole subfield of plasma physics to try to understand fusion because it involves a whole new state of matter.
0: Plasma is the fourth state of matter. You can obtain it when you heat steam at high temperatures and pressures.
1: The trouble is that because it's such a novel state of matter and it only exists in these extreme temperatures and pressure conditions, scientists are still learning a lot about it. The timeline for fusion keeps on getting longer each day because the more they study, the more they realize what they don't know.
0: Theoretically, fusion is absolutely possible and there's no reason we can't do it other than our own limitations of imagination and will.
1: Saying that fusion might never happen and not investing in it because of that, Is heavily lopsided because it is about the journey. Think about the space programs. What did countries get out of going to the moon? It's not that they have colonies there and their plan and their mining resources, but the simple process of pursuing something that's so far beyond anything we've attempted. Similarly, in fusion, we're learning a lot of things about plasma physics that we can deploy in industries like semiconductor and manufacturing.
0: This entire process and the learning has implications in many other industries as well. But we do have hope that the future of nuclear fission can soon be harnessed to its full potential.
1: And with that, we come to the end of our episode.
0: This is your host, Tia.
1: This is your host, Rushal.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Source.